everybody, and welcome to another episode of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I'm here with my co-anchor, sister, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. Excited to be here, as yeah. always. As always. Right. How's it going? Uh, you know, it's going really well. Um, I have a brand new camera. Yeah, and um, I mostly love it, and occasionally um, it's a jackass. So <laughs> getting used to it. But, That's technology um, for you. <laughs> yeah. On Sunday, when I went to do the meditation for Spirit School, my webcam freaked out three times in a row trying to get that live stream to go, mm. and I was like, "Oh crap! I Not can't be without work. a camera." Yeah. yeah. The fourth time it actually worked and I did the meditation, but I had to uh, then go get a new camera because I don't dare trust it now. And it's two and a half years old and it's, you know, I mean, how many shows have we recorded now? (laughs) Over 200 videos now. So, you know, it's, it's paid its dues, I would say. Yeah. I'm sure that's true. Well, good. Well, you look great. So it must be doing its job. Yeah. yeah, I like it. It's good. I'm just getting used to it. It's a 4K camera, yeah. which is like super McDuper good. So Like fancy McFancy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm still learning about it. But well, I like cool. it. Yeah. Good, good. Well, this is our joint case for the week. Right. And this case, some of you have asked us to take this case. Uh, this is only a three-month-old case. It's not very old. Um we're going to open our investigation on it today. Yeah. So we're going to give you the basics of this case. I promise you, I probably won't get every detail. There are a lot of them. We mm-hmm. will do more than one episode on this case, but we wanted to get it opened and get the ball rolling so that you guys, yeah. uh, you know, so that we have it established because there's so much more to come as well, this case continues to roll out. There's really conflicting information. So if you don't agree with something that we have to say, just remember there's yeah. a lot of info out there, and some of it is not super clear yet. Mm-hmm. So, yep. you know, so we're still, a little slack. Yeah, and we're still researching our tails off on this one, and I'm sure mm-hmm. some of you guys have too. So yeah. we get it. It's this is a it's a biggie. So mm-hmm. this is the vanishing of a mother out of Chula Vista, California. Uh, this is Maya Millet Miliete. Maletta, I've heard it like every way you can imagine. We're going to mm-hmm. say Malet for our prayer. That seems like the Idaho way to say it. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Also, uh, Maya is her name, but uh, it sounds like most people call her May. So we're going to call her May, and that's how we're going to proceed. So May is missing. May went missing. We think on January 7th, that's when she completely quit responding to group texts in right. her family's group text chat. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys have one of those, but we have a few of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. They stay busy, you know? Yeah. It would be super weird if somebody stopped responding completely yeah. to it. You, We would be worried for sure. Yeah. And she has six siblings. So they were all in this group and mm-hmm. they were planning a trip. Uh, for that weekend to Big Bear to go skiing for uh, Mill- or May's daughter's 11th birthday. So right. they were making plans. Yeah. And she just stopped responding, which was not like her at all. No. 
So a little bit about May. May is from Hawaii. She is a naval base uh, contractor. She worked as a defense contractor at the naval base in San Diego. And she and her husband, I believe, both actually worked for the Navy as mm-hmm. private contractors uh, from some to some degree. And we're living in, you know, what you might have considered to be, you know, their dream home. And they have three children. And it sounds like last fall, Larry started getting really weird. Yeah. He sent pictures of this really weird altar to family members that he had made. He was posting scriptures online that kind of alluded to the fact that maybe he thought that she was having an affair. He just got really weird. Well, and the altar was red candles dripping down on a picture of them. So it looked like blood. Mm -hmm. Super creepy. Super weird. What what the heck were you thinking here, dude? What's Mm -hmm. this about? Yeah. He's just gotten weirder and weirder. Mm -hmm. And... She told family members that if anything happened to her, that they should look at Larry. Yes. So things had gotten bad. Yeah. So fast forward to January 7th, where she stops responding to texts. And so then they start trying to call. Her siblings are really worried. So they start Mm -hmm. trying to call both of their phones and they go directly to voicemail. Her sister, Maricris, tells the she told the Daily Beast that it was extremely unusual for her, my sister to be off her phone for that long, let alone turn it off and not be in communication with us at all, especially since we had a plan to go on a trip that day for her daughter's birthday. Right. Like she just, it, something was obviously wrong. Yeah. So one of the older brothers goes to May's home. Yeah. And Larry says, the husband, that May has locked herself in her bedroom after they had an argument and has not spoken to him or the kids all day and is just ignoring them in her bedroom. So the brother thinks that's really weird, but he really doesn't have much of a choice just but to leave. She doesn't really sound like the kind of mom that would just peace out on her kids and lock herself in a room. Like it just, uh, I don't get that impression from her at all. At all. No. So by Saturday of that week, she still hasn't contacted anyone. Her family is frantic. No. They finally uh, show up there together and they demand that Larry open the bedroom door because he's still trying to say that she's just pissed off and hiding out in her bedroom. And they're like, that's not. I mean, is, not. is there a bathroom in there? Is there a kitchen in there? Like, right. how many hours can a person just stay locked in a bedroom like that's not that's not a thing okay right so they make him open the bedroom door and of course she's not there right duh and there's no sign that anyone's left through a window or anything like that there's just she's just not there so her family like snap her fingers and use one of chad daybell's portals to right yeah go somewhere else yeah, I just so don't think. Her family goes, okay, well, this has been going on for a few days now. Something is seriously wrong. And they call 911. Mm-hmm. So she's been missing now for kind of an indeterminate amount of time. It seems like about three days. Right. And Larry never reported her missing. No. 
he didn't do shit. So, and really has no answer as to where she is or why, what's going on. Basically, then he just kind of starts to play it off like, well, maybe she just needed to get some space, you know. And yeah, that whole probably ran away with another man kind of bullshit mm-hmm. that we hear about missing women a lot. It's always some, um, you know, oh, she would just run away. Kind of. mm-hmm. How many women with children do you know? That would yeah. just take off and disappear and leave their kids. Right. They that's, don't. That's a no. very rare occurrence. Very rare. And and this person was, that's not who she was at all. No. no. So the her family starts organizing searches. And in fact, just Saturday or Sunday was the seventh search for her up in the mountains around her home. Because she was an avid hiker and she loved to go up in the mountain. And that's what he kind of tried to play off. Well, maybe she went on a hike. She probably just went on a hike. Well, they have searched all over the area. They have now had seven searches, hundreds and hundreds of people showing up to help search. They're coming up with nothing. Right. But the other thing they did is they hired a lawyer mm-hmm. because Larry got weird real fast. Oh. And and they already were weird with him because, weasel. you know, there had been some, maybe some whispers of domestic violence for the past few months and you know things that were weird so they hired this guy named billy little jr and billy little jr is uh an attorney as well as an investigator so billy a few days after they have called 911 he just goes over to the house and knocks on the door mm-hmm. says hey i just can i talk to you can i just look around a little bit you know we're just really worried about May and Larry actually lets him in the house Mm -hmm. and he walks in the bedroom. And one of the things he sees is that there is a hole in the door that looks like it is freshly patched and he touches it and it's wet. And he asks Larry about it and he just kind of plays that one off. He, you know, everything he asks, he's obviously just, he, or at least Billy feels like he's lying to him and just kind of playing off his, uh, you know, his nonsense. If you want to see. I've I've seen they say that he told him that he told Billy that May put the hole in the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, she's like 5'1 and 105 pounds. I bet she Uh put the hole in the door. I'm sure she did. Yeah. Why why wouldn't she, right? Right. I mean, that's something women do all the time, right? Yeah. Especially tiny little women who probably aren't even strong enough to put a hole in the door. Give me a break. Now, there's some, a few things that he's looking for in the house. And one of them, interestingly, is something that the family said that they had identified as missing from the house. And it is a deep freeze. Oh, God, really? A freezer. I had not heard that part. Ugh. And he searches the house and the spot where that freezer, where her family said the freezer should have been. And it's not there. Larry doesn't have any answer for that, but the freezer is not there, which is very weird. Uh If you want to see the interview, there's an extended interview with Larry, or I'm sorry, with Billy Little. It's on YouTube. It is uh, CBS 8 San Diego. Mm -hmm. And they have an 18 minute interview with him. It is very interesting. He is an extremely thorough guy. Now, Larry has since said that Billy lied to him and told him that he was 
uh, part of the Navy's law enforcement, and that's the only reason he let him in. Now, you know, Billy says, no, I didn't. I told him exactly who I was, and he let me come in and look around and, you know, let me talk to him. So in the meantime, now you can imagine that Larry has lawyered up. So he's not speaking to May's family. He's not letting them see the kids. The kids are still living in the house with him and his elderly father. Yeah. And he's not helping look. So now seven searches have happened. He's not, he has nothing to do with it. They are, yeah, they are frantic. No. They are raising money. They're putting up posters everywhere. They're, you know, they have, they're hiring investigators. They're doing everything they can think of to find me. And one of the news sites in California saw Larry's dad and two of the grandkids taking a walk. And so they stopped him to see if they could talk to him. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, May's family are looking for a body, but we're just waiting for May to come home. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. In front of two of their children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it was kind of taunting, you know. Mm -hmm. It's so sad and it's so ugly what's happening. So what May's family has been trying desperately to do is to just keep her relevant because her case went cold really fast. Right. And the police just kind of went. Don't know what to tell you, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it appears they're not doing much compared to what May's family has done. Right. I mean, they they're saying that it is in no way cold and that they're still working and they're still looking and you know, not to lose heart, but the family kind of feels like no, we're not getting as much, you know, as we need mm-hmm. from them. So they're trying to keep it relevant. So actually, yesterday on Dr. Phil, he covered this case. Nancy Grace has covered this case. You know, it's getting some national attention, which it needs to have, which is really good. Um, Some really interesting things have come out. So one of the neighbors released to the news and to the police um, some CCTV from the neighborhood. There's two video recordings that have come out. Well, there's actually, I think, three now. So Mm -hmm. one of them is an audio. And it is an audio of two people. Uh, yelling at each other and a man making a threat. Right. There is another audio in the neighborhood that night of what uh, some people believe to be six gunshots. Yeah. And now another neighbor has given a video only to the police. They have not been willing to release it to the press because it would literally identify exactly which house is theirs mm-hmm. and remember the neighbors uh some of them at least feel like they're living in you know a neighborhood with a murderer at this right. point they're afraid so they are trying to protect themselves but this video and again the, the press don't have it yet but there's some whisperings about it that shows larry backing his pickup truck into their garage at 3 30 mm-hmm. in the morning the day she quit responding to her family members There's something else auspicious about that day. I'll tell you about in just a minute. Uh, Closing the garage door and then pulling out and leaving again at 630 in the morning. Yeah. Which is very strange. So we have 
the gunshots, we have the people yelling, we have Larry backing in at 3.30 in the morning. Now, the yeah. police have searched the home. They have. And they haven't even named him as a person of interest. Right. You know, they're not saying anything at this point. Now, you know, a lot of people think he's the guy and her family, you know, they're kind of thinking he's the guy and things are very weird. Here's one of the other really odd things. She posted, May posted on Facebook the day she stopped responding to her family in a family or in a, sorry, in a neighborhood group. She posted an inquiry about a certain divorce attorney. Yeah. And asking if they were good to work with. And apparently made an appointment that day to meet with a divorce attorney later on the next week. Now, of course, that meeting never happened because she vanished. But right. there's a lot of, you know, stuff here that make you think, you know. Now, again, he's not been named as a person of interest. He is, you know, he has an attorney. He's just, you know, kind of doing his own thing. He said that he had to get an attorney because it didn't matter what he said publicly, it was being misconstrued. And so he's just kind of hiding out with the kids at this point. And well, and you know, I mean, he's not desperately searching for me. Right. And, and, And he's not wrong. I mean, the husband is the first to be suspected in a situation mm-hmm. like this. That's always the case because, I mean, you know, what are the percentages real high that it is mm-hmm. the husband, you know? Yeah. But to stop participating in the searches, mm-hmm. I mean, this is the behavior of somebody who knows they're not going to find anything. Yeah. You know, or who knows what they are going to find eventually. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. weird way to behave. Yep. It's really sad. They actually, there was a prayer vigil for her yesterday. Interestingly, one thing her family has done is every Sunday they do a Zoom call prayer vigil. That's cool. For her. Um, Yesterday it was live because they also did a search and had a vigil for her together. Mm -hmm. You know, remember she has six siblings. They're around, you know, a big family that's all, uh, really rising up, you know, to help find her. So if you're in the area, the next search is on the 18th at 7 a.m. If you want to be a part of them, they are calling it My Amelia Tay's Search Warriors. Mm -hmm. And if you want more information about this group, it is, that's what the Facebook page is called. It's My Amelia Tay Search Warriors. Mm -hmm. And you can go check that out if you're interested or if you just want to keep following this case with them, that's a good way to do it. So it sounds like there is another search warrant that has just been released as well on the house. So, you know, the police are working, but, you know, the fact is it seems like they're just really coming up with nothing. Right. Well, what do you think about the information that came out just about a week ago that last year? Um, Larry seemed to suspect that May had a boyfriend and made some statements to her siblings Mm -hmm. that he wanted to hurt that guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and also that he started calling her family members and like airing their dirty laundry, their relationship stuff to her siblings, like trying to get them on his side. On his side. 
mm-hmm. which is I weird considering you can was. tell this is a very close family. Yeah. But trying to get him, them on his side and, mm-hmm. you know, like blaming her for everything. This has been going on for months and months mm-hmm. before she went missing. Yeah. And the family's been really struggling trying to maintain their relationship with her through all of this. But yeah. there was a threat made to one of one of the brothers, mm-hmm. brother-in-laws to Larry last yeah. summer, I guess. Where he said he really wanted to hurt that guy and wanted to hurt whoever this boyfriend was. I don't know that the boyfriend's ever been identified or if we even actually know if there was one. Right. But he was thinking about some violence. Then. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's very, it's all really weird. So I have to wonder, was there actually a boyfriend? Or was there just a co-worker that she was friends with or something? Right. Is he just because he's been jonesing for a mental health breakdown for a while now, yeah. you know, and getting more and more paranoid. What's real? Right, right. What's real? Because the the accusations of a boyfriend, I haven't seen anything so far that has proven that she actually did have a boyfriend. This is all no. just stuff he's making up in his head. Stuff he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's nothing concrete. Now, mm-hmm. again, there's still a lot to come in this case, you know. So we're not going to predict it because that would be the wrong thing to do at this point. We're just going to follow it. Or she's still missing and her family doesn't know what's what's happened to her. No, we would not do that. No, we're just going to keep following it. We just, but we wanted to open the investigation uh, on our end so that we can keep following it and updating you guys with, uh, you know, what's coming forward with it. And, you know, there's two missing little boys in California as well that have been missing for about the same amount of time. Well, they've been missing maybe five months now. Uh, And that looks to be custodial, you know, and and we'll open an investigation on that one too. A lot of you guys have asked us to on the the West boys. Uh, So, you know, it's a balance for us of, you know, all of the old cases that are suggested to us all the time, Mm -hmm. as well as staying current with some of these big cases opening up. So, Anyway, that's that's what we're doing with this like case. Yesterday, we up. released our, our um, intro to the Jenna Holm case that's local to yes. us mm-hmm. as well. If you haven't watched that, please do. Yeah. Uh, we need help in our community to help this woman who's being absolutely, you know, wrongly mm-hmm. charged and treated terribly by our local county police. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we seem to be hitting a lot more current cases, don't we? Yes, we do. Yeah. So that's what we have for today for our group case. Tomorrow, we're going to introduce you to a hell of a serial killer that you may or may not have heard of, or maybe you've heard of one of his names, but I'll foreshadow it there. Then Wednesday night, uh, we'll be back for live case updates at 7 p.m. Mountain. Thursday night, we'll be back for the psychic hour at 7 p.m. Mountain. And that's what we've got. So you guys take care. Thanks for being here. As always, go check us out on truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com. And thanks for being a part of our, our, what do we call it? Our process, our, our um, community. community, Good enough. All right. Well, you have been listening to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, guys.
If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.